0: Hello, 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 with me in the studio, Sylvia Silversmith.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And Marsha MacDonald. Yeah,
1: peeps, what up?
0: Oh, dear, you really don't <sighs> sound very happy at all.
1: Dookie, have you seen the weather?
0: It's been grim. I mean... Here in London town, and indeed the rest of the UK, the weather over the Easter weekend has been, well, the resurrection of shit weather.
1: Dookie, it's been raining for three, uh, no, four days. Mm.
0: Are we just going for the whole 40 days and 40 nights business here?
1: Yeah, I might start building an arc. Mm. I kind of like this weather. I call it hunkery weather. Do you enjoy
0: the fact that you can shut the world out? Yes. You can stay in, get a duvet around your shoulders and watch loads of bad television or indeed read dodgy magazines. Or highbrow literature if that's your thing.
1: I'm up for either. Right. I like uh, highbrow, and I also like uh, trashy Lit- mags. Yes. So, yeah, it just it's kind of like Mother Nature is taking a sick day. Yes. So I like that. So
0: Mother Nature, in a way, is enjoying her own holiday somewhere else. Another
1: planet yeah, in another galaxy. leaving us with four days worth of Shit. It has been a bit grim. Yeah, I mean, I haven't even gone anywhere because it's like, you know, I go out. Like, me and Syl, we were going to go to the cinema and we were just like, no, screw this, man. I'm you Like, both of us just looked at each other and we are like, you know, like The Witch and The Wizard of Oz. Like, we're both going to melt if we go out in the rain.
0: I presume it was an indoor cinema that you were planning we, on visiting.
1: Yeah, but it, you know what it's like. You know, you got to... You know you got to walk to the tube and then you got to walk to the cinema and you know you're just going to sit there steaming in the heat with your wet clothes and you know when you just you don't want to go out like you Brits say you can't be bothered. Mm. Yeah, so that's you know we just stayed home Netflix salt chill. Yeah, and salty snacks. It's a good combination. There's been a lot of salty snacks. A lot of salty snacks. What variety of? Well, Do we want to get into this, Dookie? Because it's quite involved.
0: I think we have to start
1: now. Okay. So, do you want to hear about popcorn? Please. Well, Dookie, there's a particular popcorn that I love that you can't get in this country you can get you can get a lot of stuff in this country like when I first moved here, you can get Oreos, hmm. so I used to have like my parents send me care packages of Oreos, and now you know Oreos are just commonplace. you can just get them in any grocery store you can even get them in chocolate
0: bars that you purchase
1: from oh yeah, that's true household name, what used to be
0: British chocolate bars exactly you can, you can have them Cadburys do them in various different guises
1: It's true, so there was a time that mm. you couldn't and then popcorn used to be quite difficult to find over here in the salty variety like outside of the cinema true like in the grocery stores i remember having quite a hard time finding popcorn but now again it's ubiquitous
0: yes ubiquitous that's a a very good sylvia word it's a
1: good word for me in the
0: cinema you have the option to have salted popcorn or
1: sweet yes. in the Americas. Is that
0: available no. when you go to the cinema? It,
1: it's so funny because, in fact, I was talking to a friend of mine about that the other day because she was eating sweet popcorn. And I said, you know, as an American, I don't really do this sweet popcorn. And she found that hard to believe because if we have sweet popcorn, that means it's covered in caramel, right? Right. Yeah, like Cracker Jacks. You know, you smother that stuff in caramel, right? Or it comes
0: smothered in it already.
1: Yeah, yeah. You Mm. know, it's not just sugar on it. It's like a blanket of caramel. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So the first time I saw that you had sweet popcorn in the cinema, I was like kind of freaked out by it. Like because there is no such thing. You know, it's butter or nout. So I really like a particular brand of cheesy popcorn that I cannot find in this country for love nor money. Do you have the stuff imported from the Americas then? No. Well, I went looking for it. And, you know, don't write in. There are particular companies here that do like a gourmet cheesy popcorn. Right. But, they, but it's like six pounds for like a teeny tiny little bag. It's ridiculous. That's really expensive. It's, re- I mean, it's crazy.
0: Mind you, the amount that you spend well, on popcorn in the no. cinema is a whole well, that's other true. conversation. That
1: is true. So and I, I tried one of these little bag once because that's how desperate I was for cheesy popcorn and it wasn't very nice like they add all kinds of stuff to it like onion powder and stuff and I just want pure pure cheesy popcorn so I decided to import some and you say Dookie that did you import it from the states you would think I did not though I imported it from a completely different country.
0: Right. Is this country on this side of the pond?
1: Yes, I do believe (laughs) it is on this side of the Atlantic.
0: And I I realize this is a a topical question. Is this country a a member of the European Union? As far as I know, they are. And is this... part of europe which is well developed Um, oh yes absolutely does this country produce cars that are famous and popular and words that are synonymous with
1: (laughs) well lots of lots of countries produce cars that are amazing like
0: does Norway produce a car?
1: Oh, no, okay, I see what you right.
0: mean. Right, does Denmark produce a car? Oh,
1: okay, so I'm being a bit thick.
0: Uh, does does anyway. Estonia, Estonia do a car? Well, they Lithuania. Do
1: Surely they must. Portugal, do
0: they do any cars?
1: There are no Portuguese cars? Wow. Belgium, a- any cars? Dookie, I've been getting it from Germany.
0: <laughs> right. Fair enough. It was around the houses. So this is a German product that you're purchasing?
1: No, it's an American product from a company that is based in Germany. Ah, right.
0: So... I don't know why. This is a German concern who import popcorn from the
1: states. They import American products. Right.
0: For purchase around the EU.
1: Yes, I presume, you know, well, you know, I could be wrong, but they they must be like expats living in in Germany who decided to set up a a company. You know, you you can get Goober peanut butter. I mean, you can get anything American from there. I spent an entire, I wild away an entire afternoon just going through and go. oh, you can buy Nerds. Oh, amazing. I used to love Raspberry Nerds. Fabulous.
0: Nerds. So you were actually eating... You don't know what Nerds are. Dookie kids?
1: No, Dookie nerds are like these little, like sour candy.
0: Right, Dookie uh, Tang Tastics. What, what are they? The equivalent of that? The Tang Fantastic? Yeah,
1: but they're not like gummy candy. They're like, uh, like sugary, sugary candy, and they're tiny. They're like smaller than Tic Tacs. Right. They c- so are they the size of uh, space dust? Yeah, a little bit bigger, right? And you buy them in boxes. Mm. Silver, you place an order soon. I was just, in fact, when we came over here today, I was just about ready to place an order. So, Dukey, next time I will have us some nerds because you need to have nerds. Uh, I Lord and we knows. could try them on air.
0: Oh goodness! Yes, I mean
1: nerds made Martha and I what we are today. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's true. That and a Jolly Rancher.
0: Well, are we? Are we talking about the the sweets or? Friends who were, shall we say, big fans of Dungeons and Dragons.
1: I got some nerdy friends. I got Mm. some, but yeah, I'm talking about the candy. You know, that Jolly Rancher. You ever had a Jolly Rancher in your life? I have,
0: yes, on an American tour. Nerds are nerds, they're still being produced, obviously, if they're available via the German place. Yeah. Right.
1: You know, you get them in different Mm. flavors, you know. Yeah, they're amazing.
0: When I toured the States, we purchased some Goober peanut butter just because of the name. And you this have had, to have Goober. This had peanut butter and jam together. Yeah,
1: grape jelly. But yes. they were in separate
0: designated stripes. Yeah, they
1: get squirted in there. and. I'm not a big fan of myself. I it, like my peanut butter really and jelly. was really disappointing. Some... No, okay, yeah. Great it? name, though. It's a great name. Mm. Was it too sweet for you?
0: Yes. Even okay. the peanut butter part. Seems Was it? Sweet.
1: Yes. Even as a kid, I wasn't that big mm. into Goober, but this place in Germany—I mean, they have just saved my proverbial bacon because th- I've been buying in bulk. So they must think, "Who is this person in in the UK just buying all of this cheesy popcorn?" And occasionally, dookie—no, not occasionally. Every time I've ordered from them, mm. I get a little something, something extra. Wait, I get a little something. Uh, something, something legal. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. oh, okay, fair enough. I thought... But, you know, so good it shouldn't be. Good. And I've got some English friends who would say that it shouldn't be legal.
0: Right. Is this something that you ordered in
1: addition to your normal things? Yeah. Or... Oh. An American... I mean, you can get it here, but only... It's, it's still a little difficult to find. You're being elusive and I'm
0: excited.
1: Dookie, it's the Reese's Peanut Butter
0: Cup. Okay, you can get those here quite
1: You can. It's gotten easily. a lot They're... easier over the past few years. Mm. Only the past few years. Only quite recently. Mm. Do you? How do you feel about a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? I think it's a thing of beauty. Oh, okay. I because like them. I have an English friend who said to me, I don't get that salt and sweet combination that you Americans are so big on. Like like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, she thought it was like a thing of disgust. So, yes, you can get them here. That is true. From this place in Germany, mm. you can get giant ones.
0: Giant, so, are these giant separate? Yes, races, they're like a giant. if you will cakes. Well, kind of. Well, yes, I suppose you could call them that. It's the only confectionery mainstream product that I can think of, which has its own case.
1: It's got its own beautiful case. Mm. Dookie. And yeah, and then I kind of came in for a bit of sylvia's wrath why is that you know it it was nearly the end of a beautiful friendship stroke roommate agreement not quite uh it was but you know dookie i i trouble in paradise trouble in paradise dookie i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie to you my order came with two of these right Right, so I ordered two of them because I thought Marcia might want like one along as well. with your popcorn, as, along with my popcorn, mm. and Dookie. I ate both of them. Mm. Oh dear! And you know, I feel <laughs> bad. I do feel bad.
0: Do these come in packs of two in the way that the normal no, products no, do?
1: they come in single. Well, see, I didn't eat both of them. I had a friend over, and Silva was out, so I said to my friend, "Do you want one of these?" Because there's two, you know, and then. Uh Sylve came home and was like searching through the cupboards, looking a little concerned. And I was like, uh oh, I think I know what she's looking for. Yes, and I said to her, you know, I felt absolutely sure that I ordered a couple of giant wreaths of peanut butter cups. And then Marcia had to fess up. Oh dear. Oh Marcia. Yes.
0: And when you say jumbo giant, huge any idea of, of size that you can give to our listeners to give a, an indication of the enormity
1: of these products would be really useful now. Oh, gosh, Marcia, help me out here. Yeah, and that's a tough one because in circumference, they're actually a little bit smaller than the usual ones, but they're thicker.
0: Right, so the width is slightly smaller than the normal. Yeah, it's, like, it's like cups, a
1: little bit. Less than a like your average cupcake, right? But thick.
0: So the depth of them is has been enhanced. Yeah. And by how much are we? You know,
1: double. Oh goodness!
0: So this is yes, quite a, a, significant, a significant, a uh, significant increase in size. So
1: I think it sounds like that when I go home from here and place my order, that I'm ordering enough for three. Yes. As long as as uh, with some nerds. Too. The nerds, well, I'm a bit worried
0: about these nerds. Do you uh, like sour candy? I do. Okay. I do. It's just a sour, sugary candy. Uh, is it sour in the way that... Is it Tang Fastix, Have I remember that correctly? Yes.
1: Yeah, we, yeah. it's, it's, it's just sour. Family. I'll yeah. give that
0: a go. There are other confectionery products, and indeed other countries that produce sweets. Just important for us to say that, so our sponsors are not upset.
1: Exactly. So, Dookie, I feel like I've taken over here with my american products Mm,
0: you and your american sweets taking our taste buds by storm
1: that's you know and and sylv's had a bad week dookie she's had a bad week so i think you know she's just she needs some cheering up don't you sylv i do i do need some cheering up i have had a bad week
0: what's happened
1: Well, Dookie, I think we should talk about you, though, because we can't just talk about me. Dookie, but Mm. you sound and, you know, you haven't told us all about it. But just since we got here, it seems like you've been having a good time.
0: I've had a good week.
1: You've had a good time. I I feel a bit guilty. You've had a shit, you know, Sylvie's had a shit time. Mm. And you've had a super time. Yes. Okay. It's a bit like... You know,
0: if I have a good time, you have to suffer and vice versa.
1: It's like a see Yes. Yes. The yin and yang of Yes, it's enjoyment. a bit of a shame, really. It's a bit of a shame because I think that all of us should have a good time. Here, hear. Whereas I'm kind of like in the middle of that seesaw, like my week has been all right. You seemed a
0: little bit miserable about the weather earlier.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm not like you guys. I I kind of like my son. You know, I like a bit of a hot, mm. and but other than that, you know, I'm all right. Okay, so things are all right.
0: So Sylvia, what's happened? I keep getting yelled at. Oh,
1: by strangers. <laughs> By strange women strange women that you've been working with well no so there's two separate incidences and i'll describe the first one to you because it's shorter than the second one mm. so the first one is i went to an art gallery yesterday and i was in the gift shop mm. and i turned around and i guess my bag nearly like swiped this plate
0: a plate that was on display and yeah, for sale. This plate
1: that was, Yes, and it was quite expensive. So I guess my bag came quite close to it. Mm. And a woman, she didn't even work there. She was just a customer. She went, Ugh! and then she went, excuse me, like in this really officious tone. And I said, what? And she said, you nearly knocked over that plate, like really like hard on me. Oh dear. And I went, did I? And she went, yes. Like, like I had just like taken... Uh, like, just had a big poo in the middle of the of store. With that sort of treatment from customers, I wish you had. Yeah, and I just felt properly chastised. Oh, dear. Like, it put a bit of a damper, and I was like, okay. And
0: then, you know, at the Tate, you would expect a different class of people there, don't you know?
1: Well, yeah, the officious upper-class posh woman, which is what she was.
0: Ultimately, if you had knocked that plate over... I
1: mean, pays, the worst case yes.
0: scenario is that you would have paid for it. Yes, and presumably, if this plate was on display, it was quite on quite a sturdy stand. Mm. Yeah. so it was quite robust. But they wouldn't put the most expensive thing no. out in the open.
1: I mean, it was pricey, but it wasn't. But but I just thought, but that's well, that's your business. I you know I nearly do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, like I nearly you know. I don't know. I can near... You know, all of us, surely, we nearly do lots of things that don't happen. Mm. You know, nearly. So, you know, normally, you know, it wouldn't bother me that much, but it comes only several days after a dressing down by a complete stranger on the phone. A cold caller? Well, no, Dookie. I had briefly mentioned to you that Mm. there was a dog. Yes. That was up for adoption. Yes. And... It's a sprawly dog. Which is a way of
0: keeping it in the family. Which
1: is your Molly dog.
0: Yes. Molly the sprawly, the name, you know, really says it all. The Juki yes. Radio Show Dog is a sprawly, which is basically mixes Springer Spaniel yes. with Collie, hence a sprawly. And you and Marsha, who live, live together, had contemplated very, very seriously adopting a sprawly.
1: Yeah, listen, I wasn't much to do with this. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, but long-time, you know, listeners, yeah. long-time listeners to the Dookie radio show will be aware that Marsha tolerates dogs.
1: Yeah, you know, fine, and Sylv was great and consulted with me, and I was like, you know, yeah, whatever. You want to get a dog, you know, mm. whatever, and if I'm home and I have to let it out, whatever. Right. And then Sylv got yelled at. By the dog. So, Dukey. so I mentioned to you, you know, maybe we could even be, like, co-owners of this dog. Certainly.
0: For those who are unaware, Sylvia and Demarsha live very close to Dukey HQ. We, dare I say, we live in the same community.
1: We do. We do indeed, We Dookie. are postcode neighbours. So, how cute was that dog? Remember when I showed you the picture?
0: Oh, goodness. Imagine something really cute, multiply it by three, and honestly, you won't be close.
1: So, Dookie, I didn't want to tell you, because you were at rehearsal, and then you've been away. So, And I didn't want to take a great big glittery shit all over your parade, because mm. I knew you were having a good time. I don't know why the shit has to be glittery, but there, you, there you go. I suppose it's a shit which,
0: due to the glitter being added makes you more aware of the the fecal part of that combination. It's a way of yes, maybe. it's a way of decorating something that's really unpleasant. Yes. In a way that makes the unpleasantness that much
1: more to the forefront. Poopy. Yes. I guess because we're talking about dogs and dogs are wonderful 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 superior creatures. And they then are. then you get dog ladies involved i have found this in
0: the past i've met a a a few total barnacles there's a breed
1: no pun intended of Mm. dog ladies like there's one who walks around our neighborhoods and she comes across as really nice but then every time i've walked your dog molly Hmm. She always criticizes me for something, and she does it in a really passive-aggressive way. So, like, I had put her lead on a little bit funny once, but, you know, Molly was fine, but the the lead was just a little crooked. And this lady went, oh, you put the lead on that way. That's interesting. Like, and then the last time I saw her, she, like, she found a little clump on your dog's ear, like where her ear hair got a little bit matted. Hmm. And she went, oh, I see she hasn't been groomed in a while. Well, she seems happy. And i'm like what is your deal i
0: was quite uh, unhappy yes uh, i know I like about in- that comment and i do know the woman um who again on the surface is very nice she has the the demeanor of a
1: matron she's very matronly so you know and there's just women who just love dogs but hate people yes whereas you know i think you can be a dog lover and still like people Oh, certainly. So, and that's just a different person. I would put the two of us
0: in yes. this category, and and, and, and and the lovely
1: Leon yes. who you interviewed. Oh, yes, the lovely Leon and gorgeous, yes, the yes. lovely gorgeousness mm. that is Leon Towers and his, his gorgeous and wonderful colleagues at the House of Hugo. Mm. See, these are people who love, 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 love dogs, but they also love people too. Absolutely. So this lady, she, so uh, this sprawly dog is at a rescue center and run by this one lady. And she called me up the other day and I just got home from work and I was like really tired and I was just trying to make dinner. Mm. And I picked up the phone and immediately she started shouting at me. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. She oh, was dear. actually shouting. Oh, dear. I was there, Dookie. The look on Sylve's face was really kind of heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was looking at her like, oh, okay. I nearly took the phone over and was like, I don't know who this is, but what is your deal? You know? Marsha has got your back. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you don't mess with the Sylve. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to be messing with the Sylve. Well she wanted to mess with herself because she just started off i mean no small talker she just started off yelling at me going well you know you don't know anything about these dogs and how much time you're going to spend with this dog and who do you think you are kind of tone Mm -hmm. and that went on for 20 Mm. minutes and and i I, you know i tried to say you know i'd taken i took care of your dog and that's a sprawley dog and she wasn't having it and everything i said she was just like You can't do that with a dog. Like I said, sometimes when I've taken care of Molly of an evening, like I'll give her a Chewy. Mm. She chewed me out over the Chewy. Oh, my god. To use an American expression. Really? You can't give this dog a Chewy. She was yelling at me. She was just, she went to town on me, Dookie. I mean, she like handed my ass to me. Why is it you can't give
0: a dog a Chewy?
1: I don't know, something to do with this dog, and he can't be left alone with Chewies, but that's not what I meant. I wouldn't leave a dog alone with a Chewy, you know, in case they choke. And she just wanted to yell at somebody. And what do you say, yelling? was her voice? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah she raised her bl- voice. Oh yeah. She was piercing oh, and just downright nasty. But ultimately,
0: in the big picture. She's running a rescue center. I know. You are a potential forever home. I know. For
1: one of her dogs. She referred to other people who were interested in this dog as, and I quote, idiots. Oh, dear. And I just thought, you know, it's just so unnecessary. I nearly said to her, I'm not going to carry on here because I think you're being really unpleasant. But then I saw this dog in my head. And, you know, when I see dogs in my head, I hear angels singing. It's kind of like, oh, (laughs) I heard that in my head. Mm. So it's kind of like, it must be how religious people are, like when they think of Jesus. Like it just calms them down because they just think there's a higher being there. And that's how I feel about dogs. So so I didn't say that. And then, you know, I tried to be an intelligent human being and be really calm. And I kind of got her to a point where she stopped yelling at me. But it was really, really exhausting. Oh, dear. And then, you know, she just kind of said, you know, you better go think about this kind of like. Like she was going to put me on the naughty step. So in effect, you've been
0: reprimanded
1: for showing an interest. Dookie, I was so reprimanded. So I've been reprimanded twice this week. So by the time I got to the lady at the Tate in the gift store, I was just like, oh, there must be something about me that just makes officious women want to yell at me for some reason. It
0: has been a week in which the full moon has made its presence known. And it makes me wonder if there's a link. Sometimes I feel it dookie Whether you don't believe, I believe in that it's...
1: crap really <sighs> well it's a way to tie everything together Sometimes... you know, dookie i used to have uh my auntie was a psychiatrist and she was very realistic and very pragmatic and didn't have a spiritual bone in her body she she said she worked in a psychiatric clinic and she said you could tell when the full moon and this was a woman who did not suffer fools. You know, she was a very intellectual woman, mm. and she said it definitely gets more crazy, crazy when when the full moon is happening. So maybe that's it. Oh, I can do with crazy though. I can't really do with officious. There's no reason for that woman
0: for either of those people to have behaved in that way. In the case uh, with the plate, it nearly happened. It didn't happen. It in in the the case of the dog you're being very sweet you're potentially going to provide a home for this dog it's a wonderful thing that you're offering
1: i know but dookie i don't want to whinge anymore you know i even had a name picked out for him Yes. You know, and, and, and the case hasn't closed. You know, I kind of left it open. I was going to ask. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I didn't want to think, you know, I don't want this woman's horribleness to get in the way of this dog's happiness. It's just kind of like, I'm not really quite sure whether I'm right for this dog. I, I just want him to be happy. But I did pick out a name for him. Right. Which is related to your amazing band that you've been playing with. Uh, okay, I'm right. Well, your band reminds me very much of the dada movement. Oh, we
0: are talking about the musical ensemble known as Flesh Tetris.
1: Yes. To me you're very dada.
0: Oh, I agree with that. Yes, absolutely.
1: I have no idea what that is. Mm. What the hell what what like a baby's first word.
0: I mean, it isn't goo goo dada, da, but it is dada. Da. So yeah, let's see if we can divide this in five sentences or less.
1: I should be able to do what what Dada is. Yes, it was an art
0: movement mm.
1: where they celebrated. They were anti-art. Yes, and this was established in the last century, World War One. So they were a bunch of. Uh, artists and poets and musicians who were protesting the ridiculousness, what they saw the ridiculousness of World War I by being ridiculous themselves. And it helped
0: that they were based in a neutral country, Switzerland. It
1: started in Zurich, mm. yes. And, and they would just do like really ridiculous things on stage, like just nonsense words and have three poets who are all reciting the same poem at the same time, but in three different languages. Mm. And, you know, just... Taking the absurd, so it's it's kind of like Monty Python with Israeli Dada,
0: absolutely like
1: that. M- most
0: really definitely uh, and absurd. Yeah, Dada ah. definitely inspired Python, no doubt about it. And at I its epicenter, you. at its epicenter, uh, a venue called Cabaret Voltaire, which yes. inspired the the name for the 1980s band.
1: All right, okay. So, see, you learn something every day, especially from YouTube people, you cultured people, you. So, what does this have to do with your your band? Well, see, I think that your band is quite Dada esque. Just the way you look and the song lyrics and the, and the titles like Catbox Journey. Mm. I mean, just amazing title. And so, and one of the founders of the Dada movement was called Hugo. So I thought, what a great name for a dog. Oh, Hugo the sprawling! Oh, uh, Hugo the sprawling! Oh, I like that name. And it also would be a big up to Leon Towers because his business is called the House, House of, of Hugo. Hugo. Certainly. So I thought either that or Marcel, after Marcel Duchamp. Oh, yes. The the guy who did the urinal and called it art. Mm. I've
0: been to the urinal and produced some arts, no doubt about it.
1: So Dookie. Your band, who I think is very Dada-esque, has been playing. You've played a couple of times. Yes, You're we. you quite new we, together. Indeed. We
0: did our second gig at a festival in Manchester at the weekend.
1: I like the pictures. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like the pictures because, you know, you can't beat a guy who's wearing a silver cape. You know, let's face it. You can't beat it, right?
0: No, it's It's unbeatable.
1: And with a pink beard.
0: It's a combination that works and is memorable. And Andy Heinz, the, the singer of the band, as well as the player of a chaos pad, is, is beautiful. I think he carries off that look One of the amazingly singers. well.
1: One of the singers, though, right? Because mm. you've got like three singers. We do. Yes. A triple vocal attack. Oh, yes, this is true. And when I saw you, you, was, you wore silver bunny ears. Which I greatly appreciate. And
0: that was at a gig in January. So it, in a way, yes. we were rehearsing for the glories of Easter.
1: Uh, mace balls, mm. as you would say. Yes. So, Dookie, you played a steampunk fest- festival.
0: Yes, called Timequake in the heart of Manchester. And being a steampunk festival... Basically, we were in an aircraft hangar that was dedicated to all things steampunk.
1: See, now I know what steampunk is. Mm. And I like the look. It's a
0: very, very impressive look. I, I like it, yeah, yes.
1: I like the way, you know, it's what Victorians thought, right? Have I got this right? It's what Victorians thought the future was going to look like, right? Yes. yes. Kind of? that's uh, that's an interpretation
0: oh, okay I think purists probably have a different view but oh. sub them but that's basically the way I see them this isn't necessarily going to appear on, you know on Wikipedia under steampunk is to my eyes in 2018 they look like time travelers from the Victorian era
1: okay yeah all right yeah but but that, that
0: is absolutely synonymous with your description where it is a Victorian idea of the future.
1: I like it. Mm. I like a it a lot. A lot
0: of goggles.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of goggles. It's a lot of, like, leather hats. Mm. Is that right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So it's cool.
0: A lot of, a lot of top hats. A lot of yeah. hats in general.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of headwear. Mm. Yeah. And from an
0: accessories point of view, a great deal of, of silver. At this particular event, there was a branch of steampunk Star Wars fans wow niche you you have not lived until you've seen a steampunk interpretation of princess leia and darth vader
1: okay and there was
0: even a steampunk r2d2 which the Uh, exact same size as r2d2
1: right this
0: wasn't a person in a costume this was a you know basically a a makeshift robot
1: right
0: and or droid rather and it looked like R two D two, but if R two D two was made in eighteen eighty six by futurist time travelers, oh,
1: like then he'd have to be made out of wood.
0: Yeah, so there's wood, right? Brass.
1: Oh, cool. That's and, cool. What yes. about Dar- I'm trying? I'm having a hard time with the Darth Vader. What is that?
0: Imagine an eighteen ninety eight vintage funeral director. Right with a black helmet what, what what what's the helmet made out of the helmet, they didn't
1: have plastic then well, no i don't know is darth vader plastic
0: darth vader is just plain evil <laughs>
1: okay wow <laughs> right what speaking of nerds <laughs> right i
0: think darth vader's um helmet yeah. although yes yeah. it was fabricated out of plastic yes but surely being you know in a galaxy far far away yes it's it's a, a material that we mere of earthlings we, are unfamiliar with. yes of course yes of
1: course so but what's a steampunk darth Vader? he is he made out of wood yeah his his, oh, okay.
0: his appeared to be oh no no it wasn't made out no. of wood his okay. appeared to be made out of steel
1: oh okay of course okay but it's painted of black that's cool
0: i mean in reality it was made out of a material that looked a bit like steel
1: Right. And uh, I, well, yeah. Wow. These, you know, Mm. you know, I respect people who, when they're into something, they're like really into it. Mm. You know, I like that. I think if you're going to be into something, you know, do, you know, be the whole dealio. Like you see Comic Con and you're like, wow, did you spend like a whole year making that outfit? Jesus. It's a commitment. Yeah, like a commitment.
0: It's a lifestyle, it's a, a, a subculture.
1: Yeah, I like lo- and then you just think, wow, they must live for these festivals. And also the demography was very, very
0: interesting. Right. Teens all the way up to octogenarians.
1: Oh, wow. All dudded up in their finest steampunk splendor. That's cool. Getting ready. I always think getting ready must be fun. Mm. But, you know, that's got to be fun.
0: And people were quite pleasant. There were a couple of Doctor Who stars who were there for the event. Oh. Joe Pasquale was there interviewing one of the Doctor Who stars. He himself, Mr. Pasquale, was dudded up in all of the, the finest steampunk gear
1: available. I don't know who that available. is. Is he the guy with a funny voice? He has a, a soothing voice. But he doesn't really... He has a funny voice,
0: doesn't he? Uh, no, I mean, it, it really is a... It is a voice that's piercing.
1: I don't know who... Is he... A, he's an actor.
0: I have no idea, actually, what Joe Pasquale does. Oh, okay. He's just a he's, he's a, a television enter, entertainment person. I see. Yes. With a funny voice. I just know him from television.
1: Why were people from it, Doctor Who? Is it because the whole, of the time travel thing?
0: The whole okay. time travel element is quite important, and... There's always a nod to explorers, hence the goggles. Oh, I see. I see. And there's one store, for instance, which just sold Victorian style paintings of zeppelins. like
1: that like the Hindenburg? Yes. Oh, OK.
0: And just the notion that you could be travelling in one of these things. And from a Victorian perspective, this could help you to travel to another dimension another time. But the the Doctor Who factor obviously Ah. is going to resonate with these people.
1: I I, I gotcha. I gotcha.
0: And from a fandom point of view, the people are really, really lovely. You know, as a band, we weren't dressed up in a way that was, you know, 100% steampunk friendly. No, that's because you're Dada. You're
1: avant-garde.
0: Yes, and we were welcomed with open arms, and it was great seeing these steampunked-up people dancing away, often it's... with ensembles that would make dancing quite difficult.
1: Yeah, I bet you know, Dookie. It's like it's like bizarro world integration. In a way, yes. You know, like let's get all the people with all the differences. And get them together because, you know, we're all loving something. You know, like got something in common. Yeah, coexist. It's what what Martin Luther King would have wanted. Martin
0: Luther had a dream and that dream was a reality in Greater Manchester at the weekend.
1: Wherever you can realize it, you know, that's that's cool. You know, you welcome somebody with open arms. It's good. Mm. And, uh, you know... You're in an arena. Yes. Where do you play in an arena?
0: They cordoned off different parts of the arena exhibition center. To be fair, um, for different purposes. So you know, you had a, an enormous area dedicated just to stores. So gotcha. if you wanted to buy a top hat with goggles, wow, they had loads available.
1: How do you run that business? You know what I, I mean? Because mm. you got to have a pretty limited customer.
0: Base. it's a niche market yeah but these are people that keep coming back for more
1: all right see sorry i'm just relentlessly mm. pragmatic i like the look very
0: much the only issue that i had and what prevented me from spending 88 pounds for wow a combination of hat and goggles
1: is that you're never gonna wear it again
0: <laughs> is, is it's such a, a uniform look the people that i thought looked the best were those that went off piece with their steampunk appearance yeah but uh, as a whole it was great to see you know families in which you'd have you know mum and you know dad with their teenage kids and they're all done up as though they're out for a, yeah. a picnic in 18 18- well you know 81. we all have our
1: tribes you know you mm. go to a heavy metal gig you know everybody's wearing some kind of black t-shirt with mm. you know some variation of you know neck studs or whatever You know, and, you know, everybody's got a tribe. They got a show that they belong to. And the
0: uniform helps people to... Exactly, that's what I mean. ...assimilate.
1: So what I don't get is why when... Sylvan and I just came over to your house. Mm. Uh, you left your TV on. Yes, and there was you'd obviously been on the YouTube.
0: Yes, looking there at there are other there of are other pla-
1: platforms yes. as they're called. I think mm. uh, you'd obviously been watching the Mad Max. Correct. Now, does that have anything to do with this stuff? Very much so.
0: Okay. Flesh Tetris, the band that I was up at Timequake Festival performing with, shared the bill, the sh- the stage even, with an outfit called V2A. V for victory, the number two, A for Apple. Who are... A musical ensemble comprising of Brits, uh, some Germans, or certainly at least one German person. And they do a music which is a hybrid between industrial, techno, and EBM, electronic body music.
1: Wow, you know, there's a lot of people getting into a lot of stuff out there that's pretty niche. And
0: I can go a bit more niche than
1: that. Yeah. And... The
0: theme that they have within the band, the the image and the lyrical content is based quite heavily around the Mad Max Fury Road film. I see. Aesthetically.
1: Is that the latest one?
0: Yes. 2015, it stars British actor Thomas Hardy, as well as the South African born actress
1: Charlize Theron. I saw the trailer for that, and it's really not my kind of thing. But I thought it looks cool. Mm. Like it, you know, literally looks like the cinematography and the makeup and stuff looks yeah.
0: cool. And the ensembles are cool. The 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 cars are really really cool. And and that's what this band have embraced.
1: I can see that. It, it's
0: they look each member of the band, uh, and they've got people doing all sorts of things on stage. Um, looks like they they could be you know. Behind a a weird-looking vehicle doing some kind of a chase in the Fury
1: Road film. A weird-looking vehicle with a skull on your shifter thing. Exactly. Like a shifter thing skull. Mm. And I would expect that they get through a lot of black eyeliner.
0: There was a lot of black eyeliner. This lot looked like they're ready for post-apocalyptic car chases and warfare, for that matter. Wow. And they the songs that they perform live incorporate bits of dialogue from the film. From the movie? Yes. Okay. Is there a problem with copyright there? My guess is in these Comic-Con years, yes. what they're doing is promoting the film.
1: That's true. It's a good trailer. We're talking about
0: this film franchise. A good promotion, yes. It's 2018 now. I think Mad Max... Fury Road came out three years ago. It was 2015, I think, that it came out. Right. So it keeps that film alive. That's People true. who haven't seen it are listening to this podcast now, and this might help to poke up interest.
1: So they... I bet they've seen that movie a lot. Uh,
0: no doubt about it. Okay. And, and just to put the idea of a sound in your
1: head, imagine... Like Rammstein. I'm imagining chainsaws for a start. Like the chainsaw sound. Yes. It, okay. It's, there's an industrial sound. I'm imagining grinding gears. Y-
0: yes. It is it's industrial, it's dance-infused. You know, there's a tempo to it, you know. Right. It's kinda like that. Like, imagine every Rammstein song that you love. And if you don't know Ramstein, go and check them out on YouTube, yeah? Look at a song called like Igvil, you know, t. And it's, it's that tempo. But the only difference is, although it has that sensibility, they are singing bits of dialogue from Fury Road. For instance,
1: I live, I die, I live again.
0: We live, we die, we live again.
1: Wow, uh, we live. We live. We, we die. die. We
0: live again.
1: We live again. So they're Buddhists. Uh,
0: In a way, yes. In, in a post-apocalyptic way.
1: Post-apocalyptic. They have embraced the glories
0: of reincarnation. Buddhists. Yes. Wow. And it, it just imagine that you've gone to an, an industrial EBM aerobics class. At least that's what ah, it felt like to me. Dukey. I was bopping and hopping around like a twat. For, right. the whole, for the whole of the performance.
1: Well, that doesn't get your sweat on. Now,
0: the lyrics that, they, that have been inspired by the film are, are interesting, but it's their original material that it has ah. the same meter... That really, really resonated with myself and the rest of the Flesh Tetris gang.
1: So some of their songs are are f- lyrics that they've taken from the film. Yes, and some of them are lyrics that they've wrote themselves. Yes, and does, but do all the does all the music kind of the same. But the like mus- they don't switch over into Vivaldi's fourth Seasons. Uh, uh, no, kind of. okay. no,
0: no. It's it's very. This is a full on industrial dance techno EBM onslaught. I gotcha. But one of the tracks, which I had to say had some amazing dancing related to it. Right. Had the following lyrics. It hit me. We drink, we fuck, we party.
1: We wow. drink, we fuck, we party. They haven't traveled, you know, speaking of time travel, mm. they haven't traveled too far from the what is it we live we die we live again yes so you know they, they've they only traveled what like you know an eighth of an inch <laughs> yes from that kind of setup certainly right yeah but so the it, irony
0: it, it's a small step and and arguably with, with a, a slightly more hedonistic sentiment attached to it but
1: true so that song going through my head so wait a minute Julie. right so when i see the mad max thing the mm. movies and there was a lot of driving right yes so and they drive and they drive and they drive and when i saw the trailer for what's it called fury road mm. i just thought well surely they're gonna run out of land pretty soon because they've been driving <laughs> for miles in the post-apocalyptic world yeah, there's not a great deal of, it, do, of water. Like, do, well, do they not hit a cliff or a sandbank? No, or? no,
0: there's there's a lot of that.
1: Oh, is there? So, for me, it's quite interesting. Like what Martha is saying that you know they haven't traveled far from the original sentiment of the "We live, we die, we live again." Mm-hmm. To "We drink, we fuck, we party." Yes, they literally. Yes, you know, I'm with Martha. They only traveled like an eighth of an inch to send up this movie where they do nothing but travel true you know they must cover hundreds upon hundreds of miles oh
0: absolutely
1: so is yes i find that interestingly ironic
0: and the the guitar player possibly had the best addition annex if you will to that particular chorus right and after they'd finished I went up to the, the green room that we had. A secret green room. Wow. More about that later. That sounds the whoopey. Room ha- the room had a cage in it. But more about that later.
1: Everybody needs a room with a cage in it.
0: Certainly, certainly. And, you know, availing ourselves, uh, myself and the the Flesh Tetris gang, of the, the drinks that are available. And the guitarist from V2A was the first person to make it back to the backstage area. The, right. The, the green room. And... We were in celebratory mode. He walks in and myself and Eva from Flesh Tetris, you know, shout out, you know, (laughs) we drink, we fuck, we party. The guitarist reply, we drink, we fuck we go to sleep early that's that's what it's been like for me lately bless
1: him (laughs) bless his heart oh the rock and rollness of it and
0: we need to do a bit of time traveling um as long as you get the drinking and the fucking you don't really need the partying yeah indeed yes and um this guitar player who looked cool as fuck by the way right super likable guy and um on doing one of the songs he, you know, jumped out into the the audience. And this place was, a, you know, the venue. This part of the, the arena was very, very, very crowded, and he kind of came up. And you know, he's kind of egging on the the audience and doing a lot of hand motions. And he then came up to me, um, having you know, we'd met each other. He knew that I was from the band that were on earlier. And he he whispered to me, "I don't do anything in this song."
1: <laughs> oh, bless him! Yeah, I think I yeah, love him. Come on, yeah. What's his name? Because
0: I love uh, him. Oh, I didn't I didn't get his name, but I, I will find it. He he's absolutely lovely. I think he's wonderful. He's, he's like wandering around with the guitar. And so he doesn't play guitar in the song. In this particular song, in the in the 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 drinking and the fucking and the party only in the drinking this, and the fucking. This was a it was elsewhere in the set, and I think he really jumped out into the audience during a sing-along bit um, to do a lot of hand gestures, largely because there was no actual guitar playing in that particular number. So
1: he's like the... What kind of music do you call Rammstein?
0: Oh, it's something like an, an industrial... It's f- just good fucking music as well. Well,
1: yes, but what <laughs> what genre, I suppose I mean? I
0: was saying techno, industrial... Rock. Rock, yes. So there's a rock element, absolutely.
1: He's, he's the bez of the techno <laughs> industrial rock movement At least on that just track. in that one song. Yes. So he just becomes big. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean the boy can play, he just wasn't playing on a lot of the, the songs. And it was just great cuz he he looked like he he you know was prepared to kill me. This I is a man that. dressed up for the post apocalypse and ready to you know defend himself. I love and, that. And it was just and, you know he's he's quite well spoken. He goes Don't do anything on
1: this one. Oh, bless him. (laughs) During the gig. That's so lovely. It's like you were saying to me, your neighbor is going to the download festival Mm. and he really wants to see Guns N' Roses. Yes. But he said he was asking, you said he was asking you because he's bringing his daughter, who's what, like 13 or 14. Yes. And he was worried about getting violent. Mm. And you were like, well, metalheads are like some of the most. Mellow people The heavier the music The more mellow
0: the people are Yes Off the stage And, and away from the stage but it's Absolutely like the, it's like
1: the people Who you look at Who your mom would look at And go you know He looks like a nice young boy hmm. Like some indie kid That you just think Is probably the biggest asshole On earth the
0: bulk of the problems that have taken place at festivals at least in in uk and throughout europe have been more at uh, indie related events no issue with the music myself but no just, i'm an indie girl it's just uh, um the, the it's just very interesting like you could bring punk and metal yes. festivals
1: are are far more mellow affairs you could bring a member of ramstein home to your mom and she would be just what a lovely person mm. you know if you marry him i'll be over the moon <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just fabulous. We drink. Yes. We fork. Yes. We go to bed early.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was so sweet. And he looked like he was quite knackered as well.
1: I well, like that. Well, he just
0: put on quite uh, you know, an amazing performance. And they're a great deal of fun and lovely, lovely people.
1: Like, if there's any listeners from the Chronic Fatigue community, and I know that there is a community, that's their new theme song. You know, you got to do you know fun stuff, mm. but you know you still have to go to sleep early. Yeah, you know, you yes. got to get your Z's.
0: Like, yeah, do fun stuff. Yeah, free to imbibe. Yeah, do it in moderation. Yeah, and then you Fornicate. Need to make a, yeah fornicate. Yeah, and and then you know let your nocturnal visit uh, replenish your your energy. Levels.
1: Yeah, get your Z's in. You yeah, know, you certainly. gotta you gotta make up for the drinking and the fucking. Yes. Yeah, I love it.
0: And. The now the backstage area. Um more about that now. So we arrived at the venue and uh we were asked if we wanted to see the secret green room. So we Oh that sounds pretty special. Followed uh you know, a labyrinth of of, you know, sort of alleyways and corridors and whatnot. Hello, Cleveland. Yeah, indeed. Well yes. There's a bit of a Hello Cleveland moment that oh, happened. Oh, I see.
1: That's not the first Hello Cleveland moment you've ever had in your musical career. That uh, was no, I a. had
0: a genuine Hello Cleveland moment in Northampton at a venue called Roadmenders.
1: Right. Could you and not find the stage?
0: I, well, I could find it. But the route that I took, took me to a door that was padlocked. So <laughs> the band were, were getting on the stage and the door had a little window in it. So I'm knocking on it. Oh, I'm so they can see you. It. Oh gosh! And I didn't realize on the other side that there was a chain with a padlock on it. Oh, I see. I, I thought that you know all that somebody had to do was to open it from yes. the, the inside of the venue, and then I had to go and find my way through through a different route. It, it took about ten minutes. Wow! Well, I was not popular, but I would have had my route worked. It would have been fine. It would have been on time perfectly. I,
1: Wow, Dukey, you have the patience of a thing. So you had another Hello Cleveland moment.
0: Yes. And um so we so we arrived at the venue for Soundcheck around five o'clock, blah 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 blah. Soundcheck takes place. And the event coordinator, lovely, lovely person, shows us to this really funky alcove uh, stroke bar, stroke entertainment area that had been cordoned off just specifically for the bands. And uh, we put all of our belongings in there. Yes. And we were told, you know, all your stuff will be safe here. But for a whole host of boring reasons, because the the daytime festival was ending when we arrived there. And then there was a ball that we were playing at. Yada, yada, yada. We could only really have access to the secret green room from seven in the evening. And fast forward another hour and we arrive back to avail ourselves of this lovely area where all of our belongings are, including yeah. food, drinks.
1: Oh, man, you don't want to leave your your snacks mm. in a place where you, they say, where access isn't until 7. Well, you know what I mean? Because mm. I'm thinking I might need snacks at 6, and that could be problematic. Was it problematic, Dookie? Oh, it was problematic. Did they keep you from your snacks? They did. Yeah. See, that's not cool. So we arrive back there, and
0: we get told by a different person of some note, saying, "Oh, apologies, but you know that that room that we had." Uh, earmarked for you your fellas. Uh, unfortunately, that's no longer available. But we've got an even nicer place just you're know, just down down the hallway, yeah?
1: Well, good for him and all his politeness, but now you got a guy standing between you and your snacks. And to mm. me, I'm breaking out in a cold sweat just hearing about that. And
0: the idea of just having a room for us to be able to change into our ensembles and to be able to relax... Uh, that was the most important thing so yeah we were completely fine with this and uh, and just said oh cool if we can just go and grab our stuff from from the original room that'd be great oh um mm, mm. it had been locked using Dukie. a using a, a key code pad thingy that's technical terminology and this guy didn't know it the person who locked the room which again had all of our belongings in it ha- had left the had left the building. He did an Elvis.
1: Uh, Dickie. Mm. you know, he uh, had drinks in there too. I'm we had sure. drinks in there. Right. So beer and snacks.
0: Beer and snacks, as well as, you know, our, our ensembles. All of our belongings, really.
1: OK, so that's not good.
0: No. And, you know, uh, so, you know, an hour or so passes and still, you know, we've had no access to our stuff. Now, the venue and the organisers could not have been nicer. You know, they, they said, well, whatever you have in there, we'll, we'll, we'll match it. So, you know, they gave us some lagers and, and stuff. But obviously, we still, you know, clothes and things in there. So
1: Something tells me that they're not going to be able to just magic up a silver cape. Out no, of nowhere. no. Oh, goodness. And some bunny ears. I mean, if they could, that would be interesting. And a ceremony.
0: But we did have some stuff that was magicked up for the stage. More about that later. So the venue were looking after us. And we ended up being put in a room that's used exclusively for martial arts gym training. Oh, hence the cage. Yes. And the entire floor was made out of that rubbery
1: oh, it's material like that you have wrestling floor.
0: matches on top of.
1: Oh, Dookie, you know mm. what I need in my life? I need a bouncy floor.
0: Oh, tell me about Don't it. Don't you
1: need a bouncy floor in your life? You come home from a rough day at work, mm. you got a bouncy floor. I mean, they're problem solved.
0: Indeed. That, you know, there were punching bags in there. You got
1: punching bags and a bouncy yes, floor. and a cage. If Sylva, if we had that in our house, when Sylv got off the phone with a mean lady, as mm. I've been calling her, with a bouncy floor and a punching bag, mm. she would have forgot about that in one minute. Tell me about it. Therapeutic. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. And a lovely place to relax. You yeah. sit on
0: the floor and a couple of the band members made use of the cage. Uh, one of them had to tap out. I'm not going to mention names, but right. he does wear a silver cape.
1: What, oh, was he wrestling?
0: He was wrestling,
1: and somebody bested him. Yes. Okay. Well, Th- that
0: person who bested him may have been named Karen. And, okay, uh, I
1: like I yes. like you know some ass kicking female action there. Indeed. Now, please, though, please, Dookie, tell me. Mm. That he was wearing the silver cape during the wrestling. He was. Oh, thank you. Yes. I'm I mean, loving it.
0: If you're going to have at it in a cage, you want to look the part.
1: If I'm going to have at it in a cage, Dookie, mm. if I don't have a silver cape, I ain't doing it. You know, mm. you've got to have a silver cape. Yeah, here, here. In fact, I'm going
0: to put that in my list of requirements for future gigs. On your rider. Yes. A silver cape must be provided. Or else I the like gig won't this. happen.
1: Okay, so anyway, I'm worried about your stuff.
0: Yes. Now, I'm pleased to report that some 40 minutes later, the relevant Elvis person who left the building turns up again.
1: We're reunited with our stuff. Oh. All so is good. It's like Elvis reappears. Mm. It's like people seeing him, you know, people seeing images of Elvis.
0: Now, we're, we're back with our our drinks and uh salty items of food all is good we didn't have cheesy popcorn i'm afraid well you know any salty snack will yes, do yeah it was all all good however it dawned on me around the time of sound check that there were only two microphone stands now as you got three singers we have three singers oh jeez! and clearly there was an off-site and we were thinking of ways to make it work Andrew Heinz was toying with the idea of putting the microphone in his pocket and to brandish it in the way that a lightsaber gets brandished in Star Wars. I like
1: this. This is like avant-garde MacGyver. He, certainly. I love that.
0: Um, but you know the bottom line is when you do that it means that the microphone can be prone to feedback and if the sound engineer right. doesn't know yes. the songs inside and out and nothing's been released yet yes. in terms okay. of our musical efforts. So we couldn't expect him suddenly to know where to press the mute button and the faders and whatnot. So it wasn't ideal. Now, two people who were working behind the scenes at the steampunk festival just said, leave it with us. Gosh, I love that. Can they come work with me? And just as we were about to go on. Yes. And we we just thought, oh, they're going to make a, a couple of phone calls. Maybe they're going to go and see if there's a local rehearsal studio. Yes. Get a microphone stand in. They built, they fucking built MacGyver style, a steampunk microphone stand, especially for Andy Heintz.
1: Steampunk MacGyver? Yes. That's the best thing I've ever heard. And this was a sturdy,
0: sturdy affair. It required two people to lift it oh my gosh yeah, you're not going to be doing any james brown you know you're bouncing it off the floor no, 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 type no. thing this was in no danger of moving
1: i love these people mm. and i need them to be my friends they were fantastic. i love all of them like i love the avant-garde biz mm. or no sorry the industrial punk Guitar metal yes. rock biz yes. i love i love them i love the, i love the steampunk people mm. i love them all
0: and like just small things, there's a degree of niceness with the whole event that you know, instead of myself being all cheesy about it, I've just had this one exchange which is coming to mind. And this says it all. This, this, this one phrase describes the vibe so well. We were loading one of my big base cabinets in, and I was carrying it in, uh, and one of the organisers said... Excuse me, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I, I thought, Oh I'm gonna be told I'm taking this to the wrong place or whatnot. Excuse me. Uh is that for the brown note?
1: <gasps> it took me a second to get that. Yes. Uh, I don't get that. What is that? You guys are making me feel like I'm a sorry. thicko. What the? What the hell's a brown note? There, oh, is that? Have I got that right? A brown
0: a brown note. Do
1: they mean like? Ger- is that German or no. something oh, like no. brown?
0: <laughs> Hello, my name's Brown Note. Um, no. There's, what the hell? There is a theory that, um, a certain note. Yeah. What that you played played oh. particularly at a low frequency. Is going to be so powerful yeah. that it will make people who are exposed to it shit themselves. Hence brown note.
1: Oh, so this person asked you, is that for the brown note? It, it, it was a big it was a big
0: base cap. And What a question. Yes. Now, obviously, you know, she was joking, but I hope it was so. just it was just the idea that she'd Felt the confidence to stop me while doing the loading. I like that with person. the
1: cabinet in my hand. I do like that person because I bet you get a lot of officious people. Uh, at yeah, you do. Venues. you
0: do. you do, you do, and a lot of the time it's oh, particularly at a, an event which is running and you're part of of a much uh, longer day. Yes, uh, often
1: that must be really hard for them to organise. Uh, yes, yeah,
0: certainly, and and often at these kinds of things, there's a different. There's a tradesman's you know, entrance to, that you had to go through. And we were going through the main venue doors. So I'd half expected that we were going to be told, yeah, excuse me, you know, you can't use that. You're going to have to go around the back. And it, it just to get, excuse me, um, is that for the brown note?
1: Dookie, is it for the brown note?
0: Oh, I delivered some, yeah. A couple of people shut themselves.
1: Does that actually hold true? I mean, what I, is that, really? Um, Mythbusters tried
0: to do it. Or try to do a a variation on the theme. That's
1: where I know it from. I'm just trying to think, how do I know this?
0: Mythbusters certainly did the scenario where a a singer's voice can be loud enough to break a glass.
1: Yes, I remember that one. But they did the brown note as well. Mm. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what that is.
0: Yeah, they had various uh, acousticians. That is nearly the word I'm looking for. Uh, Bringing in specific types of of amplification and gear specifically to try every note within the scale uh-huh. using the appropriate subwoofers for the, this purpose.
1: Okay, so here...
0: I, I don't think it worked.
1: Yeah, but if it had... Mm how were they gonna was the person just gonna like hold up your hand if you've pooped yourself is that what they were gonna like i'm sorry i'm like so psychotically pragmatic but right. you know i like to know the machinations of how you know so how were they gonna know like uh, oh i've just shit myself so, oh well there you go i like how were they gonna know
0: well how would the how would you know if you'd been exposed to it yourself
1: well like so they Well got, you you
0: would know because you'd be loading your yeah, You'd be loading your but, but,
1: like, how were the the two Mythbusters guys, how were they going to know?
0: If memory serves, and if it didn't play out this way, it should have. Yeah. Um, I think Adam Savage may have just been uh, exposed to the sounds in some white pants, okay, white yeah. underwear.
1: Okay, yeah. And, and
0: then the idea being that maybe with some careful blurring out should the event have happened, yeah. you would have got a good idea of the... <laughs> I like of the, the effectiveness you know, i know, of I know the... this isn't sylph's humor but you know you and i are
1: finding this to be faintly amusing yes uh Duke, i'm going to the opera oh
0: okay are you going to bring a, a, a you know a well, wine that's glass that's what it
1: made me think you mm. know that's i'm going to the opera i've never been to the opera in my mm. life i don't really want to go
0: are you going to see puccini
1: Oh, that's good. I like that. Is there somebody called, like, Lipschitz who says it should be, right? (laughs) There is like, a composer called Lipschitz. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. Do you think – yeah, I'm going to the opera. I don't want to.
0: Does that mean you ain't gonna?
1: (laughs) Well, I can't because my friends bought the tickets.
0: Which opera are you going to see?
1: Uh, What's it called? Is it? I think – I don't know anything about the opera, but Marcia, did you not tell me it was La Traviata? Oh. Yeah, right. that's the one. What, do you know it? Do should I just look it up on my handy? Do you hope that the steampunk people, like when they're using their devices, hmm. their devices go beep, boop, 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 boop. You know, like like a Victorian time traveler. Oh, that's right, how you yeah. don't you hope that they wouldn't you wanna set up your device to make that noise? Certainly. So I'm gonna do that now. I'm gonna look up who Wrote La Traviata. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Oh, sorry. It's not Puccini. Uh-oh. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, dear. Somebody called Piave. Listen, at least we've gone
0: from poo to pee.
1: It's close. Do you think oh, they're going to hit the brown note in the opera, Dookie? Because for me, it's going to be it's going to be a week trying to get an outfit, you know, and, and then you're going to go there and you're going to have a brown note. That's going to be a problem. I think that the opera's certainly
0: going to be about the high notes and and your wine glass okay. being being broken. I think you'd really need to see a, a you know full on you know enormous uh, orchestra for for the brown note okay. really to happen. And also, to be fair, I think you really need to enter into the organ arena. You need to really be able to hit those low notes.
1: Okay, well,
0: Around okay. in the you know, 100 megahertz range and below.
1: Why do they have to sing everything?
0: Well, Marcia, why are you going to this if you really don't want to go? <laughs> why? It's Wait, on opera, why do they have to sing everything? <laughs> M. McDonald's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, why am I going? Because a very nice friend of mine uh, asked me to go and she really wants to go. So, and I, you know, it's one of those things that if you don't do it in your lifetime, it's kind of like, you know, shouldn't you go, shouldn't you go to the opera like once in your lifetime?
0: Yes, I've, I saw the magic flute.
1: Okay. Was it boring? Uh,
0: It it was Mozart.
1: Okay, that's great. Did they sing everything? They didn't really need to sing.
0: It was a, a wonderful production. Okay, I know that for a lot of people who weren't uh, exposed to opera from, you know, year dot, um, that the film Pretty Woman may have affected how they absorb the glories of opera for the first time. Richard Gere, quite famously in the film, chats with the Georgia-born actress uh, Julia Roberts uh, about the fact that when people are first exposed to opera, that their reactions are very interesting.
1: People's reactions to opera, the first time they see it's very dramatic. Either love it or they hate it. If they love it, they will always love it. If they don't, they may learn to appreciate it, but it will never become part of their soul.
0: It will never become part of their soul. However, if you see opera for the first time and you love it, it will indeed be part of your soul. Wow. And Julia Roberts' character, um,
1: she cries during it Dookie, you remember all that. You know what I remember from that movie? I remember, um, I remember her in the bath singing Prince. Kiss. Kiss. Don't you just love Prince? So, Dookie, you haven't actually helped there because you want to know what Marcia's really worried about. She's worried about what she's going to wear. Right. I am. Like, what do you wear? Do I have to wear that dress? I mean, where do you even get that? Like, that dress is like, it's like going wedding dress shopping.
0: As in what Julia Roberts wears in yeah, that scene. Like, yeah, like,
1: that must have cost, like, boo food. Do I have to wear that?
0: Yeah, and stop fidgeting, Marsha. Y- yes, um, so that's a line from the film. And stop
1: fidgeting. Oh, I was like, oh, God, now I'm getting told off. You know, it's not just silk. Oh, okay. I was, okay, I, I've only seen it once in it a long time. Well, I, yeah, I'm worried about what to wear, and I'm also worried about being bored shitless.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Number one, uh,
0: you might want to think about some kind of a nappy if you're really worried about the glories of the the brand. Okay, yeah,
1: so I'm going to wear a diaper, right? And Um, something waterproof in case you fall asleep and start drooling on yourself. Yes.
0: Okay, you guys are being helpful. If you've seen the most recent series of Curb Your Enthusiasm in which Hamilton uh, features Ah, quite heavily. Yes, yes. Larry David falls asleep twice um, at Hamilton. Okay, and Various repercussions right. surrounding that, but uh, that's more about that another time. Which uh, theatre are you seeing this at? Which opera house, if you will?
1: Uh, the English National Opera. Oh, oh so you're going to
0: in, in Covent Garden? The yeah, right. So to, to be fair, though, you don't, it doesn't need to be overly formal. Well,
1: that's what my friend said to me, but I'm like, what?
0: I was a twisted goth when I went to the opera. I had eyeliner from the previous night and uh, leather jeans on. Yeah,
1: but you were were a kid, presumably. I was in my early 20s. Still. Well, you know, you want to talk about inappropriate wear for Mm. things that you do. I just went to the gym with no bra. Oh. Why would you go to the gym with no bra? Because I forgot. Oh, or did you just want to show
0: off your puppies? No, I
1: really didn't. Right. Because it was quite embarrassing. You know. You forgot to put a bra on? (sighs) I did, and then I got to the gym, and I was like, oh, gosh, I'm going to be jiggling everywhere.
0: Mm. And were you? Well, yeah. Were you wearing a tight t shirt that at least kept things in? No,
1: I was wearing my t shirt was actually too loose. So, and then I'm on the treadmill and this guy's across from me and Mm. I'm getting all like, oh oh my God, you know, I don't want to like, and, but then I thought if he's looking there, then that's his problem. He shouldn't be looking there, should he? And he wasn't. Right. Well, you know, that goes for women as well. Like women could be looking at me and like, for God's sake, put a bra on. And I'm like, well, they shouldn't, you know, it's really none Mm. of their business. But I also don't want to be like, you know distracting for people like i just i'm trying to lift these weights and this woman's just jiggling all over the gym <laughs> so yes that was a bit of a, a problem for me so you know you can't always dress for the occasion you just have to show up in whatever you're in the whether it's braless at the gym or a diaper at the opera that's what we're saying
0: <laughs> exactly yes, that's M- what we're maybe saying. you can wear a nappy and go braless marcia
1: yeah, you know it's hard for me to go brawless, but you know I could. Yeah, I could. I'll let you know how it goes.
0: Friend of the Dukey Radio Show, Ben Wood, uh, accompanied me to this steampunk festival.
1: Oh yes, he did. And
0: by his own admission, he was surrounded by time travelers from 1890. Yes. Yet he himself looked like a big mod from Essex.
1: Oh he does and yeah. he's so gorgeous
0: with it. He's beautiful he's a beautiful man and to be fair everyone he, everyone treated him like he was one of the steampunk well, family. Well
1: that's because he's wonderful and yes. he's, he's quite fanciable isn't he? Oh I think he's fat like yeah, you beautiful. fancy him yes. i fancy him everybody fancies him if you haven't listened to them go back
0: um into the Dukey radio show archives and there are not one but two if memory serves shows yes. featuring ben wood and one in which lionel richie's all night long turns into a musical
1: and that's actually like a really good idea mm.
0: i had the idea for it when i was doing a drive from a gig and we improvised an entire musical and it, it features in our, in our podcast i need to listen to that mm. again
1: dookie so i think sylv needs to go buy some cheese popcorn and a clearly a bra uh, you need to get a
0: nappy and uh, to get rid of you need to burn some bras
1: yeah i i need to go on you know whatever website there is to find you know uh, opera wear with inbuilt diaper. Mm. And uh you need to be working on that brown note.
0: I'm I think it's going to be somewhere around the you know B B flat and uh I just need to I need to turn up the bass. I need to get things rumbling and moving. And if things get rumbling, we might just get some doo-doo.
1: That's funny you should say that, Dookie, because for me it's been kind of a doo doo week, mm. but for you, it's been more da da,
0: do 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 do,
1: da 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 da. da, da. da, da.
0: We drink, we fuck, we party. we party. Well, that is indeed your lot: brown notes and the combination of drinking, fucking, and partying. So, Dukey Radio Show you've been listening to well as you guessed it we drink we fuck we party my name is Dukey, and i've been your host until next time may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday now it's time for me to go and uh pop my weasel thanks for listening half a pound of tuppany rice half a pound of treacle that's the way the money goes
1: pop goes the weasel
0: Your mouse to our Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find, it will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show, The Dukey Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show.
1: Not even real words, are say Oh, this is silly. They're all made-up nonsense silly words. I'm going to go say something's got some real words in it in it.